Once was a land of woe and strife Where the people were bereft of hope They prayed to their gods of might and light To deliver the heroes of old Instead they got Heroes, did you hear the quotes in my voice of moral ambiguity? They may help or may not help you at all, depends on what's in it for them. They kick and they punch and they maul and they smash, they lie and they scheme and they burn and they slash, succeed or fail, it has to the tell, dungeons and debacles starts now. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dungeons and Buckles podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Kevin. Going around the table, Oliver. I am Oliver. I'll be playing Edel Belmont, the Hellsworn Paladin, who's going to try and sell your soul. And John. Hello, I'm playing Illumidas, Elven Monk. And Blake. Hi, I'm Blake, and I'll be playing the Eldritch Knight, Juliet Craigborn as well. I don't know. And Shane. That is I. I am playing Alexander, the Bard and Wizard. All right, so last time on Dungeons and Debacles podcast, you guys uh, found yourself making a contract with the uh, tribal chief of Grassland um, by the name of Grom, who has uh, made a deal with you. He's going to give you the lumber and tar and supplies you need. In exchange, you are going to go to a rival dissenting camp and murder the chief there of the name of Tusk. You learn that Tusk is a descendant of Borsh Bonebreaker, uh, one of the saviors. Um, you also learn that he had his family sword. So you guys head out to the camp. You ran into some lions. You dispatch them. You make it to Tusk's camp and... Uh, there you try to make a deal for some supplies there uh, he told you he didn't need anything from you but if you could um, prove that Grom cheated in his fight with his uh, with uh, Tusk's dad for leadership of the clans um, that he would give you the supplies he told you that uh, he thought that uh, Grom had cheated and poisoned his uh, dad and that's why he won in combat um, so you guys said that you were going to agree to do that and you waited some time for, uh, Tusk's, uh, hunting party to head off into the grasslands, uh, where they were hunting a lion and then you ambushed and killed Tusk. Uh, you took his, uh, the bone breaker, uh, great sword and you cut off Tusk's, you cut off Tusk's head. So, I believe after that, you decided that you were going to go off uh, uh, for a little bit to uh, make camp to get away from the scene after uh, you made the scene look like uh, lions had uh, killed the uh, tusk and his half-orc uh, companions. So, that's where you are now. I'm assuming that uh, you're making camp for the night. Next yeah. to the bodies, of course. I think we should walk a ways away <laughs> and then force march back to uh, uh, Grom. Well, right now, it's uh, getting on probably uh, towards uh, dusk, the amount of time that it you know took to, to beat them and then uh, make the uh, murder scene look like lines did it. So Delicious. you probably got maybe like uh, an hour maybe more of uh, daylight to uh, get away and uh, make camp or you could try to, to march through the night I just don't want to be right nearby once they start wondering what happened to their you know pansy ass leader I, I also uh, I can make my sword glow so that's a thing yeah there are like five of us with a light spell so I'm gonna go ahead and like use my channel divinity to make my sword glow what well, it, it creates light, so. Isn't that like a like an actually useful spell? Well, it's not. It's I can do it over and over. I just need a minute to charge it up real quick. It's uh, a cantrip. It, yeah, pretty much. Uh, okay. 
Uh, it's just it takes a minute to charge it, actually. So, you know. It just costs a, a concentration slot, and that's it. So we're just going to go in the middle of the night? Yep. My sword's all glowy. Sure. So you're going to try to... You're going to try to force march back to uh, Grassland? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to use light on my... Um... I was just wondering what your, or at least Juliet's opinion was on what we should do. He wants a kiss. What? Smooch him. <laughs> is, that, is that you're trying to make a pact here? Yeah, fight, fight. Do I get your soul for it? No. You don't get my, my soul's already been taken, you silly. Alright, alright. If you have nothing to bargain with, that's fine. In marriage. <laughs> well, I mean, we already dismissed the possibility of diplomacy and such. So, there's no real choice but to go and bring back... <laughs> bring back <laughs> his head. Yeah, you it's gotta head back. Do we I think go tonight, or do we camp? Well, we can't just camp here. They're going to send search parties out, and I'm sure they use the same paths to hunt lions. Alright, yeah, okay. <laughs> Alright. I mean, if anyone disagrees, that's fine. I, I don't want to drag you guys along, but I will if I have to. You won't drag yeah. us along? Five heads is, is better than one. <laughs> <laughs> you won't drag us along? Drag on us on? <laughs> well, we had all pretty much already agreed. We just hadn't heard from you. Yep. Well, it's a go. And to go marching two by two, hurrah. Can I have some heals? Um, Aren't you the paladin? Yes. So then where are your heals? Alright, I guess I'll use some of my spell slots. Oh no, Oh your man, terrifying I healing abilities. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you have to spend them to heal people? Yeah. What? I'm going to use, I believe... Oliver. Dutton. Look at all these spell slots I have. Can someone heal me? <laughs> <laughs> I have two. Oliver, didn't you use uh, Lay on Hands at the end of the last episode to bring you up to like 20-something? Yep. Yeah, yeah, he was real bitchy about it. Yeah. It's my character, dog. <laughs> uh -huh. Whenever you're a bitch in game, just go, oh, it's just uh, how my character would uh, would do it. <laughs> the cheat codes to Dungeons and Dragons. It's like the weed dealer that doesn't want to smoke anybody out. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, uh, I believe, like, it's five times my level, if I remember correctly. Yep. Okay, so... So you should have gotten 20. Yeah, I'm gonna do another one. Uh, isn't that, like, all you have? No, I've got another spell slot. Wait, I've got two. Is that how it, Lay on Hands works? Lay on Hands is, like, a resource that's number-driven, so you can heal someone for 20 points, and then later heal someone for one point, and then later heal them for whatever you have the rest. There's no limit on the number of uses, but when you run out of healing points in it, then you can't use it. Or are we talking about Cure Wounds or something? Lay on Hands. Lay on Hands. Okay, yeah, Lay on Hands is the Paladin ability. Yeah, so he has, uh, like, 20 points per short rest. Uh, I don't know how it recharges, actually. I I would guess it would be on a long rest, but who knows. Uh, it's probably in the Roll20 uh, information thingy. Okay, here's, here's the wording of it. Your blessed touch can heal wounds. You have a pool of healing power that replenishes when you take a long rest. With that pool, you can restore a total number of hit points equal to your paladin level times five. As an action, you can touch a creature and draw power from the pool to restore a number of hit points to that creature up to the maximum amount remaining in your pool. Alternatively, you can expend five hit points from your pool of healing to cure the target of one disease or neutralize one poison, poison affecting it. You can cure multiple diseases and neutralize multiple poisons with a single use of lay on hands, expending hit points uh, separately for each one. This feature has no effect on undead or construct. Hmm. So he has 20 points per long rest, and he already used them. Yeah, I was at like 5 health, though. So. So, basically, the way this was, what you could restore somebody for 20, or uh, restore somebody, 2 people for 10, or 20 people for 1, or if you're using it to cure a disease, or... Uh, Neutralize a poison. Uh, it takes five hit points each. So if you've got twenty points, you could uh, cure four people. Okay. 
No. <laughs> it will not cure other people. Are you crazy? You're a madman. Using healing spells? Doesn't my uh doesn't my um sword have like a special attack modifier, I think? The new Adamantine sword. No, it's two D eight instead of two D six is all. Okay. Yeah, you don't get any bonuses to hit with it. Oh, that's it? No bonuses? Nope. Just uh two D eight. That's actually very interesting. Well, it's because, I mean, it wouldn't have bonuses to hit because it's not magical because that would be considered cheating in uh, orc culture. But it's so, like, ungainly and heavy and huge that it does that much more damage. And that's also why you have to have an 18 strength to uh, wield it. Dope. Okay, so just 2d8 to hit? To hit? No, 2d8. Two, uh, well, two, two two yeah, 2d8 to and damage. Just flat to attack. Yep. Okay. All right, so if we're done playing fantasy accountant with uh, Oliver, um, <laughs> what are we doing? Accountant. We're marching away from the orcs who probably really want to kill us now. I'm walking. Okay, are you guys uh, like just force marching? Are you taking any short rest or anything like that? We're just, we're just going to go walking. All right, so uh, after probably... It's going to take you... Probably about uh, twelve or uh, twelve hours to get back to the grassland camp. So, uh, give me a uh, endurance roll, everybody. Ah, okay. endurance. Constitution. That's not a thing. I mean, constitution. Gotcha. Uh, maybe like athletics. Thirteen. Would that work? No, this is about like uh, like how well not like you. Yeah, this is about endurance, not about like running a building or anything like that. So I got a eighteen. It says eleven. Oh, well, that's <laughs> what the, what fuck? the fuck. You're a terrible liar, Oliver. <laughs> Where do you see eleven? Oh, never mind. Bluff check has failed. I was looking at the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah, run a deception against the DM. You can see your numbers. I'm on it! <laughs> Alright, so uh, that's about like three hours in. Uh, everybody give me a, another constitution check. Dope. Do we hear the birds chirping? Or do we talk about... Ooh. Uh-oh. fail. That's not good. Alright, I'm a so, sleepy. So, Oliver, until your next long rest, you are going to take... Uh, negative uh, 10 to your movement. Damn, alright. And Easy. I need uh, two more constitution checks. Is that an... Ex oh, ooh, you gave me an exhaustion point. Yep. Oh, so two more? So, okay, that's an 18 and a 10. Ooh, Shane. Yeah, so uh, Shane and Oliver, uh, you're going to take it... Uh, Oliver, you got two exhaustion points at this point, and Shane. The sword is one. heavy. <laughs> Wait, no, um, that's no. Oliver got eighteen this time. Yeah. Uh, what was that? Neg the the three, the crit fell. That was from the previous one we gave the exhaustion. Oh, okay. Uh, Juliet Blake has not been rolling though. What do you mean? Not uh, how exactly do exhaustion points work? Go ahead, Kevin. Oh, I know. Okay, yeah. If you type it in the little thing and roll twenty, look up exhaustion. And it'll show you there's six stages of exhaustion. I believe the sixth one is actually death, but yeah, <laughs> like instant death. Yeah, but e each point gets you progressively worse and worse. Like you'll lose proficiency in ability checks, or you get disadvantage on attack rolls, and they all stack. So uh, try not to get those. That's my advice. <laughs> Easy. So uh, I was actually wrong on that. So anyone with uh, one point of exhaustion is going to get disadvantage on ability checks. Until right. your long rest. And then uh, if you have two points, your speed is halved. Uh, three points, disadvantage on attack rolls and saving throws. Let's take breaks then. <laughs> the sword is heavy, you guys. So, I think my last raisins hurt. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so th those are all four checks for that, that 12 hours. Um, yep, that's me. All right. 
I was just going to read the uh, the rest of this list. So if uh, if you've got four, that your hit points get halved. If five, your speed's reduced to zero, and six is death. Yep. Let's get to six, Shane. Let's do it. <laughs> you wanna have a good time, Shane? Let's do this. <laughs> All right. So um, you guys march through the night and. Uh, you are getting into the grassland camp uh, right as, uh, well, maybe an hour or two after everybody's up and uh, they've uh, gotten their breakfast. So, so we're uh, there? Yeah, you're you're at the, the grassland camp now. All right. Let's go to now. the front gate. All right, so, like, you're walking into the encampment and uh, everybody recognizes you f- uh, from a couple of nights ago. From the uh, the great feast and uh, uh, Alexander doing uh, his uh, singing and uh, storytelling. I hold I hold up his head, dude. What are you? What? Why? Why wouldn't I? Uh, are you being serious right now? I, I sure hope you're not being serious, Oliver. Never mind. <laughs> Jeez. You do understand that this is a secret, right? I mean, secret schmeek it. <laughs> Never mind. I, I put it back in the backpack. Get in there. <laughs> and uh, where's that sword currently? I'm holding it. It's in my bag. Okay. Wait, you're not even going to use it? Yeah, I am. Then why is it in your bag? What do you, you uh, don't want it displayed do you, right do now. Do you run around with your weapons in hand constantly? Don't you, you usually, usually have a sling or a sheath or something, right? I don't put my swords in bags, and I wield a halberd. How the hell am I going to fit that in a bag? I don't know. Shove up your ass, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of knew that was coming at some point. Where am I to put my halberd? I don't know. Up your fucking ass. <laughs> your, your meat sheath. <laughs> <laughs> your prison wallet. Prison wallet. That's pretty good. That, that was as it is pretty good. It's pretty accurate. All right, so <laughs> you're not holding up the head. Um, no, I'm, I'm assuming you're no. you're also covering the sword. Uh yeah, I'll wrap it up in a um in a blanket or some like sack fabric. Okay, so uh, you're in the camp. Uh, what are you doing? Walking to the big tent. Yep, let's go to the big tent. All right. So after a few minutes, you're walking through the encampment, and uh, you know you're not getting the the eye, the stink eye, and the eyeballs that you were before. You know you're walking nope. by, and you know half orcs are you know nodding to you. Um, I nod back as friendly as you know that as they can be, yeah. which isn't probably that friendly, but pretty pretty friendly for this tribe. You guys make it to the tent, and. Um, it doesn't look like there's uh, anybody at the uh, the door flap uh, guarding it. Go, Ooh, just go in. Through, I, I make a knock knock noises. Like I go gong gong. I make the noises myself. I don't actually knock. I I, I imitate knocking on the tent, but I know it won't really work because there's not a door if I remember correctly. Uh, no, it's a it's a flap. Yeah. So uh, they. Um, someone or uh, one of the half orcs pokes his uh, head out of the flap, and uh, he looks at you and says, "You wait here." Hello? And then Us. he pokes his he pulls his head back into the uh, the tent, and uh, second later uh, he pokes his head back out and says, "You can come in." Okay, cool. Let's go in. <laughs> Let's do that. Doop doop doop. We go in. <laughs> so uh, you enter the tent, and there's. Uh, Appears to be Grom, the chief, and uh, three other half orcs in there. And uh, you see a big smile um, come across uh, Grom's face, and then uh, he turns to the other half orcs and uh, says, "Leave us." So those uh, the uh, three other half orcs uh, nod to the chief and then nod to you as they they walk out. So after they uh, leave the tent, uh, Grom looks at you and says. So, is it done? Yep. It is. <laughs> you Correct. guessed it, boss. 
My man. <laughs> he says, did you bring proof? Yes. I open I open the flat bag just to show his head. So uh, you pull out the head and uh, Grom uh, sees the head and uh, he claps his hands together. He gives this big belly laugh and All says, right. uh, he says, good job. He was like, what do you want us to do with the evidence? I'll take it. Okay. I give him the head. So uh, he takes the uh, the head wrapped up in the cloth and uh, he walks over to a uh, chest in the uh, over to the side of the room, pulls out this uh, big key from a pouch around his uh, waist and uh, opens the chest and puts the head inside, closes it back. Somebody, cool. uh, are you are you guys watching him do this? Christ. Yeah. Everybody, give me a perception check. All right. Yeah. I'm good at those with my plus zero. All right, I got a fourteen. Sixteen from Illuminatus. I can see. Shane. <laughs> Shane has eyes. Yeah, I got ten. So, I have two eyes, and that his score is uh uh. An American tragedy. So, Alunidas, when you see, uh, you get kind of a glimpse inside the chest because he's kind of like has moved his body between between the chest and you to where you can't get a good look inside. Um, But you can make out it appears to be um, like some, some papers and some parchment. But uh, also, it seems like there's uh, quite a few like glass vials in there. Interesting. Don't say that out loud, though. You gonna ask him about it? You really can't tell like what's in them, but you can you can see some glass vials in there. In other words, he probably did cheat. Oh well, too bad. So sad. Who cares? (laughs) Yeah, boss man. Yeah, he had a pretty good head on his shoulders. It took a couple swings. To and get it uh, off. do you do you say that in character? Uh, yes, no. I, 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 I mean, do. None of the others saw it, and Elunidas isn't going to say anything until we're away from the chief. We're we need to get off the island. We're not here for politics. So, uh, but uh, did you say that, uh, that he had a good head on his shoulders uh, in character, Shane? Yes. So uh, Grom hears that and just starts like cackling, laughing, and slapping his knee. Um, he locks back the chest and comes over and like, uh, does like one of those, like, uh, kind of like, uh, um, smacks on the, the arm, you know, not meaning to, you know, meaning to be friendly, but, uh, kind of like knocks you back a couple of steps, the force right. from it. And, uh, he's like, Oh, that's a good one. Too bad. I can't tell anyone that. <laughs> yeah. It's all, as long as you get it, boss, it's all fine. So, I would hear this tell. How did you do it? Yeah, so, uh, went over there. We, uh, got a meeting with the, with the, the good man over there in the, in the box. And he put us on a, uh, we asked him, like, ways to get our lumber and tar to try and get friendly with them. And so... His quest was to see if you had done some sort of foul play in your uh, fight against his father, I believe. We don't we don't really care. We're not going to pry at any point about that. Uh, but we went off out of town to, quote-unquote, go fulfill his request. And we just waited outside, waited for him to go on a hunting party, and then we ambushed him. Then afterwards, we made it look like it, tigers killed him. Well, lions he says, ha, slanderous to the end. Good job making it look like the lions did it. Were there any witnesses? What of his wife and child? Uh, no witnesses. We didn't do anything to... We didn't uh, do anything to anybody outside of the group. He says, good, good. Without their leader, maybe they'll see the error of their ways and come back to the camp and join, rejoin our society. You've done well. I will have the timber and tar prepared and gathered at your boat. You are a friend of Grom and the friend of the Grass Isle. Our village is at your disposal. Please take water, meat, and whatever else you need for your journey. But stay tonight. 
We'll have dinner, and you must be tired after your battle and journey. Oh, yes, to say the are. least. Thanks. He goes, take your rest. I will have a, uh, a tent prepared for you near your boat out by the shore so you can get an early start tomorrow morning. But take advantage of our camp. Have some food, water, and have some rest. Thanks. Generosity is noted. It's wonderful. Here's uh, two free drink tickets and um, some tokens for the ski ball. <laughs> if you go to the Y, they'll give you free spaghetti. They have ski ball? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it involves like the uh, heads of your enemies. Actually yeah. skiing. <laughs> All right. So um, uh, do you have any questions for him or anything else you want to say to him? I think we're good. I am. Um, let's see. Should we ask him if he knows anything about what's his name? Borsh Bonebreaker. I mean, Borscht. he can. Are you asking? Uh, yes. I guess I know what everyone else knows in this tribe, that he was one of the great archmages of his time and was instrumental in defeating Ruin. When uh, he got back from uh, the battle, um, he went to Mount Sunder, where he stayed a few years before he uh, decided to have his clans leave the area and find some place more peaceful. The world was basically broken at that point. Then they, uh, after years of wandering, came here. As a mage of great power, he must have had powerful magical artifacts. Do you know of any of such descended from him? Artifacts, I mean. Was that a baby crying? Yeah, I heard of like a baby in the background. That's my cat. She's being needy today. <laughs> um, so he says, uh, well, everyone knows about the Girdle of Heroes. It was one of the artifacts used to banish ruin. I know of no other magic that he had. He did have a great sword, but that wasn't magical, as that would be considered dishonorable using magic as a weapon like that. And that's all um, he says about that. Okay. Well, since we haven't seen it around, I'm guessing the girdle isn't on this island. It's my guess. Uh, he says. Uh, he says yes. He, the girdle was not brought to this island. I'd heard tells that the his uh, girdle was buried with his remains after he died. Half orcs don't have much use for magic. So where did he die exactly? The tells say Borsh was killed in an honor fight after a teen who was tired of hearing of Borsh's battle with Ruin called him a liar. Pride cometh before the fall, and that pride and short temper led Borsh to grab his greatsword and attack the boy. The teen, who was quick of step and strong of shoulders, cleaved Borsh in twain with a great axe. They say Borsh was given a resting place of great honor and buried with a girdle near Bonebreaker Camp at Mount Sunder. I don't think anyone would be so dishonorable to rob his grave, so it's probably still there. Also, half-orcs can be a very superstitious folk, and the tells say it's cursed. But who knows? I see. You wouldn't happen to have any books or things lying around that you don't need. I know that such things are usually reserved for weaklings like myself. So he says, uh, hold on. One moment. And uh, he goes uh, digging in uh, some of uh, the, the parchments and scrolls that he has. And below that, there are uh, two woodbound books. Uh, the first one is uh, Hello, God, are you there? It's Margaret. <laughs> it's given to. Uh, all half-orcs when they're coming of age. Of course. And the uh, the second book is in... Um, appears to be in Dwarven. Hey! Of all things. Oliver knows some of that. As do I. Get out of here. <laughs> he says... Uh, <laughs> these books were left behind by a, a stranger a couple of years ago. I've been trying to get my way through them trying to read these languages and uh one you could obviously is in common and the other one's in dwarven 
So uh, you think it's kind of odd that, you know, he would be trying to learn how to read common and, uh, and dwarven of all things. I consider myself a renaissance man. Renaissance half-orc. <laughs> renaissance half-orc. That's racist. How's that racist? That can be cold, so, man, like any other. So he says, uh, you, could, you can have these if you want. Oh, I will take those with delight. Well, our strongest warrior and our weakest warrior could certainly use a rest. I want a nap. <laughs> um, you have a medicine man? Yes, we have a shaman. Where is he at? I will have him uh, brought to you. Thank you. All right, if you I'm... really want to fall asleep, I can just put you to sleep, man. Jesus <laughs> Christ, I'm not your pet. <laughs> it's okay, you're going to the farm, Oliver. Magic solves <laughs> a lot of things. Alright. I mean, a long, excruciating death would not be very exciting or helpful for any of us. Probably not. So, uh, Grom says to you, well, if there's nothing else, I'd like to take a rest myself. Of course. Same. So, uh, I'm guessing you're uh, heading out of the tent and finding, like, some place, maybe, uh, like, in a, you know... Up against a tent or somewhere, yeah. stretch out for a while. So uh, after you, uh, you know, you go and you know, lay down for a while. It's probably about thirty minutes later or so. A uh, half orc, uh, dressed in uh, leathers, with uh, like some animal bones and uh, skulls uh, draped around his neck, uh, approaches you. Cool, and says. Mm -hmm. uh, Hello! I've heard someone had a boo-boo! <laughs> I have a boo-boo. We need him to, uh... Well, we gotta put him to sleep. I don't know how else to put it. My lacerations hurt. <laughs> put him to sleep? Why? I'm real tired. Why would yeah, we, we need to put him to sleep? Sometimes some things just can't be saved. Need to put him down. Sorry. Fuck <laughs> <Like> you guys. <laughs> I don't remember this shit. He's got the distemper. So, um... I can't wait till one of you gets poisoned. Um, Y'all are just sitting there like, well, fuck. I'll ever uh, heal him. I'm good. <laughs> so the, uh, the shaman takes, like, this, uh, this, uh, stick that's got, like, a bone rattle. Cool. Um, on top of it. And starts, um, waving it in circles around the top right. of your head. Yeah. And then, um, after a second or two... He smacks you in the forehead with it. Ow! Why and, did you hit me? And says, be healed! No! <laughs> Not how that works. And you're going to take... Oh, well. Um, so you are going to get eight hit points back. Cool. It's like, ah, ah, ooh. <laughs> and uh, so the shaman looks at all of you and says, who else would like healing? That, that worked out way better than I thought it would. <laughs> I would. Hit me again. <laughs> so uh, he does the uh, the same thing, and there's this rattling going on with a skull I, rattle I on flend. the stick. And circles around your head and smacks you in the head. And I flinch in anticipation of the hit. Be healed! And you're going to take, uh, or you're going to get nine hit points back. Bet. Thanks. Anyone else? I raise my hand again. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm a sturdy fellow. He says, no, 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 you've already been healed. I'm going to go lay down then. Good night, everybody. Okay, uh, then buddy. be well. Did that get rid of my exhaustion points? Uh, yeah. Cool. That feels nice. I'm going to go get some wine. Aren't you asleep? Not yet. <laughs> oh, gotcha. If uh, no one uh, else needs uh, healing... The uh, the shaman's uh, going to uh, take a like a flourished bow towards you, and uh, and walk away. Seems very strange for a half orc. I like him. <laughs> <laughs> I thought. Wait, don't they not use magic? And they just hit us with a magic stick. That's not magic. That's mystic. Yeah, <laughs> he's a shaman, so it's divine healing. 
So, uh, after uh, a few hours goes by, it's uh, getting getting on towards uh, the evening time, and uh, you see uh, everybody gathering for a meal. Cool. I guess I'll go do that. All right. Yeah, I think we're just all going. So, uh... You guys, uh, you know, played up some uh, some venison and boar, and uh, I'm assuming you're all probably eating together. Yeah, sure. Why not? So, uh, Grom uh, comes up uh, behind you, and uh, he uh, smacks uh, Alexander on the back, like hard <laughs> enough for him to like uh, get like uh, like choked <laughs> on the food that he's eating. No reverse Heimlich. Yeah. So, uh, so as you're you're sputtering um, on uh, your food, Chrome's gonna say, "Oh, I, I, I'm sorry," and then he's gonna smack you as hard as he can on the back again, and it's gonna like throw <laughs> you forward about a foot. Uh, but you're not choking anymore. Quickwood <laughs> maneuver, silver lining. Yeah, but you're gonna take uh, three hit points of damage. Jeez. Nice. That was well, a rough just, choke. Yeah, well, I mean, you just got your you you just got rocked by a, a half orc. Yeah, you got you got you wrecked. So, I stand uh, up and shake it off. Okay, so uh, Grom uh, grabs you by the shoulders and he says, uh, "Are you okay? I'm 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 sorry. I, I didn't mean to choke you." Yeah, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. He says. Uh, he says, "Well, eat and get your fill, and and get a good get a good rest tonight. I've uh, had uh, my people take the wooden tar to your boat, and it's already been taken out to your ship." Cool. I hope they don't Thanks. leave us. Thank um, you very much. He said, uh, "They'll be sending the boat back in the morning." Do you have any wine? He says, uh, "He says we don't have wine, but we've got plenty of ale." Give me some of your ale. If I remember correctly, that stuff gets you wrecked. Let's do it. <laughs> so uh, he uh, reaches over to uh, a table that one of the uh, the half works is uh, sitting at. It's a it's a pitcher, and uh, he uh, hands it to you, and I drink it. And then uh, you drink it, and he takes it back from you and takes a long swig out of it and hands it back to you. Uh, drink it. <laughs> and, uh, he says, uh, he says, uh, to you, he's like, uh, he was like, I would do a toast, but that probably wouldn't be for the best, but thank you. You've helped me more than you can know. Let's run out of wine first and then we'll do a toast. <laughs> you have no wine. I, I don't, I don't know. Do I have to do con checks? Because the last time I did. No, because you're not drinking that uh, moonshine stuff that they've got. <laughs> ah, okay. That like yeah, that, that stuff the that gasoline. Makes, yeah, the stuff that like when they make it, it makes the vultures like not fly. <laughs> yep. Cool. What if I get my hand like? on some moonshine when I go back home? Sweet. Mix it in with some Mountain Dew. So, uh, so uh, Grom says, uh, he goes, if you're if you're not too tired, we would like to hear some more song and tells tonight. Go sure. on, go on, Alex. I go and take out my flute, my magic flute, and head to the center. I don't, I don't know about that. Don't dirt. <laughs> so, uh, give me a performance check. Yeah, give me like half a second. Come on. And swing! I'm just looking at my the ability of the flute real quick. Alright. It's a plus two to performance. Uh, like the heroism once a day thing. Yeah, that's not really going to help you here. I know not. I'm just looking at it. And I don't think you've ever used that. I haven't. Actually, I don't think anybody has used any of the magical items... I've given you. 21. I, I used mine once. <laughs> That's a 19. 
But he gets a plus two, so that's uh, 21. So, yeah, everybody is... Uh, Blackjack. Digging the shit I'm out clapping. of this performance. Yeah, they're digging the shit out of this. What song is he playing? What song are you playing, Shane? He's uh, doing Despacito. <laughs> Darude Sandstorm. <laughs> What'd you say? The root sandstorm. The root sandstorm. The root sandstorm. It's it's a uh, like it's a kind of old name. Do you know what I'm talking about? I have no idea. Throw so like I want to say like three or four years ago, uh, whenever somebody would ask like what the song was from something that they didn't know, people would just respond with the root sandstorm. It's like an EDM song. Yeah, I would have never gotten that. Not too yeah, that's why I'm giving context now. Mm. Thank you. Here we go. Recorder. All right. So, um, Alexander does his performance, and everybody's loving it. And uh, the night's uh, wearing on. One of the uh, the half orcs uh, comes up to you, Shane. Uh, you hadn't met them before, and slaps you on the back, and uh, uh, is telling you what a great job the doing you know singing your songs and telling your tells he says this is the the happiest i've seen grom in a while no problem just happened to be here guys so uh grom comes up to you guys and uh he says uh we'll be turning in for the night he says i'll try to see you off in the morning before you leave i appreciate it Oh, oh, one more thing. I'm feeling really, really tired, and I need an extra, an extra drink. You know, something that might enhance my performance, like sticky fingers. Thank you. <laughs> Do you have anything like that available? Give him some wings. <laughs> so he says, uh, by by enhance your performance, you mean lessening it, lessening it? Then yes. <laughs> I wanted to just go, what's wrong with your dick? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he uh, he walks over to uh, a, uh, a table that has a, a bunch of Are mugs you? and pitchers on it and comes back with a, uh, a uh, mug and says, down this. Oh, uh... Liquid cocaine, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you don't have anything, well... Perhaps this is. Hmm. Look, dude, we have some black tar heroin. I'm sorry. Do something <laughs> magical to me. I'll do and something. Joy's down it. It'll do, it'll do something magical, all right. Grom is going to take the uh, the the cup and push it towards you. Put it in your hand. Yeah, Julia's going to drink it. And then after you uh, uh, drink it down, um, it's like super strong. Like if you've ever had like the, have you ever had Everclear? Oh yeah, you know it. <laughs> have Have you ever taken a drink of it straight? Uh, a little bit before I realized it was Everclear and not water. Okay. But yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it's that kind of bracing. Oof, wow. Just like pure sandpaper and needles all the way down your throat. Poverty oh, one fifty one. And then, uh, <laughs> and then after you drink it, he's going to try to kiss you. All right, so I'm going to leave this up to the the roll of the dice. Can you make a a persuasion check at advantage versus passive insight of 14? 12, 12. I hope he wins that. <laughs> I wonder what he wants. What are you Probably trying to do sex now? with the dragon person. <laughs> it's up to the dice. I'm okay with this. What, what are you trying to do now? Oh, I'm not trying to do anything. He's leaning in for a kiss, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that's a persuasion check on his part. Okay. But I don't know. That it depends on how you want to do it. I just figure after a shot of Everclear, like you are you are done. <laughs> I want your fork tongue all over me. <laughs> well, he, he oh is kinda drunk at this point, so I'm gonna give him a negative two to this roll. Yeah. And sure. what what's your what'd you say against your passive insight? Yeah, which is twelve. Okay, so he's got to get a 14 or better. That's and that, hey, look at that. That's hey, an 18. He, he tries to, to plant a kiss on you, and uh, he's so drunk that he totally misses. 
and like hits your cheek. <laughs> so it's like a, it's like a uh, like kissing your sister. Does it cut his lips? But, but <laughs> you she's don't all know, scaly. But you don't know that might be uh, what he was going for. True. True. So right. uh, so uh, he uh, he kisses you on the cheek and then. He uh, st- uh, staggers kind of back up and then winks at you and then uh, walks away. So is there anything else anyone wants to do? I don't think so. If you're headed back to your camp, uh, Grom said that uh, he had a, uh, a tent and a camp set up for you uh, out by the, uh, the beach where your ship was, that you're supposed to meet the uh, landing boat the next day. Is everybody headed there or what are you doing? Yep. I, sure. I went to bed. Juliet is held it headed elsewhere. Juliet, what are you doing? Do we need to go into a secret channel? No, I, th- I think it'll be fine for everybody to, to know. She's going to try and convince and figure out how exactly this manly man orc cheated. Because everybody's drunk, everybody's fine. There's no <laughs> sense in not wa- in wasting what feminine wiles. This are good. Alright, so during the whole chest opening scene where 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 is that Illuminatus leaned over and whispered to uh juliet about the potions yes while yes shane or while alexander excuse me was uh telling about our heroic deeds well villainous deeds and killing what's his face so yeah um with that in mind and being quite drunk um juliet is going to follow this manly man half orc like i said and try and persuade him to tell Juliet what really happened. Is he really really that strong? Did he need performance-enhancing drugs? I'd love to see them sometime, you know? So are you going to try to hot coffee him? Yes. Okay. So uh, he's in his tent, and uh, I'm guessing uh, you're going to the, the tent as well. You enter the tent, and he's like, <laughs> I knew you couldn't resist my wiles i've had quite a bit to drink i'm a little woozy uh, have you had enough to drink yet i feel like you really wanted to talk he says i don't think neither of us have had enough to drink yet come here sit by me and uh he motions you take a seat yeah yeah so uh he's sitting on uh, some skins on the floor and uh he has a uh, uh a pitcher of ale he uh, hands it to you oh my this is this is quite a bit here. Are you sure this is safe to drink for even I? Especially for someone like you. I'm attracted to your strength. Oh, well, thank you. I, I, I sure know that one of my other companions are much stronger, but I guess I should count myself lucky. It, what's in this anyway? Is this some kind of special drink? No, it's just ale. Oh, I see. Well, I mean, I don't mean to intrude at all, but sometimes, like I said, I I kind of need performance-enhancing things. It's not a matter that I, I... I figured you might have something. I think I saw some potions somewhere or something. Not to say that you use them at all, but uh, I may need them to continue this discussion. Potions? What do you take me for, shaman? And you, uh, you could you could tell like he's he's like the 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 mood's broken like a little bit, but like he's not like totally like ready to kick you out. But uh, he he's kind of annoyed that uh, you would say that he has like uh, performance enhancing potions because that's what he's getting out of the conversation. Good. Oh, I. Well, I didn't mean to imply, you know. Uh, just uh maybe maybe one of your shamans can help with that uh, my problem of course what kind of problem is there anything that i should know about rashes skin oh itch? no 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 i the blood squirts something closer to that oh <laughs> uh, uh, well that's terrible i, I don't know can, if i'm could... ready to you know your strength and all that, can I really... I'm going to need some extra endurance, I suppose. He says the cells, all the, all the endurance that you need. 
Oh, well, in in that case, perhaps you would like some of this. She hands over the drink or tries to. So uh, he takes it back and he's like staring into your eyes the whole time. And, uh, you know, he takes a big, long swig and hands it back to you. Ah. I could use a strong woman like you by my side on this aisle. I don't know if I can make that a permanent arrangement. How about we go for a test drive and go from there? What does that mean? Does that mean we're going to hop on a cart and take a, a ride around the village? Uh, yes, yes, that's, that's exactly what I mean. I hope you have people awake at this hour. He says that most people are either in their beds or too deep in their cups to hitch a card at this hour. Oh, well, you know, I, I like my partners owning a card. Yeah. How about a walk instead? Sure, we can do that. So uh, he stands up and he uh, holds out his hand to you to help you up. This is going way better than I expected. I disagree. So yeah, uh, Julia's going to take his hand and follow wherever he heads. You guys uh, walk out of the camp and you're just uh, walking along a path. The the moon's overhead and Grom says, I love this time of night when the moon is high in the sky. And you can, it lights the entire plane. I can see that. It's quite beautiful. What's your sign? Oh, uh, what kind of uh, star signs do you have here on this island? I'm sure it differs greatly. Oh, uh, we're going from... like we're going like Skyrim. Why not? Oh, okay. <laughs> let me let me look up the Skyrim stuff because I have no. It's clue. not important. It was a throwaway line. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's not like we're aligning st- like star charts here to see whether or not you two are compatible. Gotcha, gotcha. Just trying it's to delve into the lore. Yeah, you're on like fantasy, plenty of fish. It's it's quite beautiful out here. Did you have anything in mind out here to do? Kind Walking of and being in each other's company is not enough. And then uh, he takes another swig from the mug and hands it to you. Oh yes, thank you. But I I don't know. This is this is all so sudden. Perhaps the heart wants what it wants. That is true, which is why I'm so sorry. And I'm gonna cast shopping shocking grasp and shock the fuck out of him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is that a uh, DC? Uh, no, it's an attack roll. All right. Uh, that's a 13. That is going to miss. Damn. All right. Jig is up, I guess. Your hands start crackling with, uh, uh, with like static electricity, I guess, or whatever that looks like. And uh, you yeah. reach for him. It, it's not like he was even like trying to move out of the way. He just like stumbled on a rock as he was walking. And like uh, stumbles forward, and as he stumbles forward, you're going to miss him. Uh, actually, hold on a second. He does a perception check in his current drunk state. I'm going to give him a negative two. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, so that's a twelve. He doesn't even he he as he stumbles forward, he doesn't even realize that you've tried to uh, attack him. Wow. Okay. Uh... That was almost really awkward. All right, this is this is a more sedating spell. I'll try and use sleep. Uh, I can go ahead and tell you now it's not going to work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Another spell slot. Okay. Because that only works on somebody with like under 18 hit points, right? Uh, it's 5d8, and if it's their hit points are greater, they fall asleep. Otherwise, they don't. So I guess that maxes out at, what, 45? Something like that? Yeah, he's got a lot more than 45 hit points. <laughs> oh, man. Could always just like try to hit him in the back of the head. That's that's actually a really good plan. Yeah, why not? Hit him on the back of the head and hope he falls unconscious or is distracted. What would I require to do that? I will let you make an attack on him, and let's say if you get a... 12 or better, uh, it'll knock him unconscious in this state. Okay. Here we go. At 20. Holy shit. All right. So, uh, you guys are, uh, well, guy and gal, 
you're probably about uh, maybe uh, 150, 200 yards away on the uh, from the uh, encampment on this uh, path uh, going towards the beach. And uh, so what happens <laughs> is uh, you're talking and uh, you hand the mug back to him. Um, he's taking a swig of this L and in his drunken state trips over like a rock uh, stumbles forward as you try to attack him with shocking grasp and miss and while he's still like kind of like off balance you come back around with the other hand and just connect in the back of his skull and just knock him to the ground cold cock and he's out cold well that was a lot easier than i thought it was going to be okay so now that he's out cold Actually, actually, how? What kind of equipment are we wearing? Are we just kind of wearing dress clothes or whatever? Um, I'm assuming that um, you're you've either taken your armor off or whatever you would have done to get comfortable. I mean, if this was like a normal situation, you probably wouldn't be walking around in your armor all day unless it was like you know a real lightweight padded or leather armor. Yeah, that makes no. sense. Okay, so no equipment. That's okay. I'm going to drag his body behind a tree, hopefully out of sight, uh, search him. Does he have anything other than this mug and his clothes? Um, no, I mean, everybody's relaxing, you know. Nobody's expecting to get any fights. I mean, they're not. he would not have been carrying around anything with him, like, you know, gold sack or uh, anything like that. Um, what okay. he is carrying, though, is he, on his... Uh, Right side, he's got a pouch attached to his belt that you saw him stick the key in to that chest. Perfect. That's exactly what I'm looking for. So Juliet is going to take that uh, with the key now in hand. She's going to head back to the camp. Um, I guess she's going to ruffle her scales up. That should that should make some sense later on. Ooh. And she's going to try and go in there and open up that chest. Get past whatever securities there, if there are any. What do you mean, ruffle up your scales? I don't She's know. Most lay. people ruffle up their hair. I don't. Do, oh. Are the scales flat? Do they have underneath stuff? I don't know. So, are I you saying like that you've got? Are you saying you've got sex scales? <laughs> I, you know what? I guess so. <laughs> got the <Whoa>. sex hair. <laughs> sex scales. All right. Yeah. Sure. So uh, you make it back to his tent, and uh, you see, like, every, there's no one in the camp. Uh, everybody's uh, turned in for the night, and uh, you make it to uh, his tent. All right, going to peek inside. Is there anyone in there, or is it still empty? Uh, it's still empty. Perfect. And the chest is there somewhere in sight, or? It is. It's over in the, uh, the corner. I'm going to go up to the chest and use the key to open it up. All right, it opens up. What is inside the chest? Because I'm going to take pretty much all of it. Inside the uh, chest, you're going to find the sack that's got the head. Mm -hmm. You're going to find three healing potions. You're going to find all right. five vials of poison. I'm assuming you're tasting all of this, so you would like know what the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the healing potions, and then there's the vials of poison. And uh, there appears to be a bronze amulet in there. Perfect. And, and some furs. All right. Those furs look viable, or are they just kind of tattered, raggy stuff? Um, no, I mean, they look good. It, they appear to be lion skin. Oh, nice. Yeah, Juliet will take all of that. Uh, and it looks like uh, the the skins, when you pull it out, uh, is kind of like a, not like a headdress, but like a cowl. Um, oh yeah, yeah. That has like a, a lion's head um, for like the top part of the cow. So if you were wearing it, it would look like the uh, your head's inside the uh, lion's mouth. That would make for a perfect disguise to get out of here. Pretend I'm some hunched back orc with uh, potions and magic and all that garbage. Or they think you're a lion. Oh, that's that's true. <laughs> I guess I guess walking on four legs all the time does that. Oh, actually, mm, does this guy have a second in command that I would know about, or not really? 
Um, you think uh, there was uh, one of the half works that was uh, you've consistently seen in his tent a couple of times that you've been in it. Uh, you would recognize him, but you never got his name. Gotcha. Okay. I'm going to take the whole chest. I'm going to take everything out of it except for two vials of poison and the head in the bag. And everything else I'm going to take for me and my side and whatnot. Uh, I'm going to stash that with wherever my equipment is and then go try and wake up this second command. After I figure I have to find him at some point, but wake this second in command guy up and show him that in this chest contains proof of, I guess, cheating. You, uh, you, you look around and you think probably if this guy has a tent, it's going to be somewhere near the uh, chiefs. So, um, odds are, uh, give me odds or even. Uh, give me evens. All right. So, uh, you stick your head in a tent and, um, you open the tip flap and inside there is a half orc, uh, was the second in command that was, uh, with the, uh, the chief most of the time. Uh, he appears to be sleeping. Perfect. I'm going to go and wake him up violently. Uh, you're waking him up violently? Yep. Uh, okay. So, um, you go and you're waking this guy up, uh, violently. And he goes, huh? Huh? And, uh, he, uh, takes a swing at you and misses because he thinks he's being attacked. <laughs> and, uh, right. he gets, he, uh, he's going to, uh, roll away from you and then lunge at you. And uh, oh, wow. that's a nat 20. So he, so he is going to jump at you and knock you to the ground and get on top of you. And uh, he rears back with his fist. After Juliet. <laughs> Are you going to say anything to try to stop him? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say, hold on, hold on. I, I, I'm not here to hurt you. He uh, drops his fist and says, what are you doing? I have your leader. He he must have cheated. I have evidence. I have proof. What proof is this? I'm going to. I guess I'm going to point at the tent and say, "There's his his chest in there. Poison. He must have cheated somehow. If you reveal this, think about it. You could take his place." So he says, "Show me." I will guide him there. You guys walk into the tent. I guess you're pointing to the chest. Yeah. So he goes over, and uh, before he opens the chest, he looks at you and says, Where's Grom? He and I were having a chat. Uh, I, I hope you understand. He was so into his drink that, well, he told me, and I knew that couldn't be allowed to stand. It would be dishonorable. How did you get the chest open? It's always locked, and he has the key. I'm going to toss in the key. He went too deep into his drink, so I liberated it after he told me. And he says, you say he cheated with poison? Yes, yes. I assume it's poison. It's something. He's going to say, uh, he's going to go over and he's going to uh, open the chest and look inside and uh, see the vials of poison. And uh, he takes one and, and smells it and takes a taste and says, it's poison, all right. He says, wait here. Okay. A few minutes later, you see the half-orc you think is second-in-command enter the tent, but you notice he's now wearing armor and carrying an axe. Coming in right behind him are two other half-orcs, and they look dressed for battle as well. He says to you, You couldn't just leave well enough alone. You couldn't just do what you were told and leave with your supplies. Now you try to bring dishonor upon the chief. He looks at the other two half-orcs and says, Get her! Well, I hate burning things down, but it seems to be a common theme, doesn't it? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Oliver has all the worst ideas. Leader goes out, knocks out leader, <laughs> knocks out the, the chieftain, <laughs> tries tries to point out some other stuff. Wait, did you knock him out? Yeah! Get him! Oh, no. <laughs> the whole village is going to be after us now. Make mistakes, right? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I still haven't made as many as you, but I haven't I'm made any trying. mistakes because you guys yell at me when I try and do things. 
So uh, I think that's probably uh, a pretty good place to stop right there. So I had in mind two different ways where this was going to go. I did not plan on this. I had like a version of where this <laughs> may go. But uh, yeah, here we are. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. A lot of people say this, but we really do want to hear from you. Are we shinier than a platinum piece? We're stankier than a cobalt's loincloth. Let us know what you liked and didn't like. Everything helps this make a better podcast for you. Got an idea for monsters, items, and commercials? Let us know about it. You might hear it in the show. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at Dungeons and Debacles Podcast. We also have a website where you can learn more about the characters, lore, and maps of this world. You'll also find articles about Dungeons and Dragons and a whole lot more. Just search Dungeons and Debacles Podcast. Do you think the government of Luskane is spying on you and you don't have a social media account? Then email us at dungeondebacle at gmail.com. You can also check out the theme song and all the commercials you heard on the podcast on our YouTube account. Just search Dungeons and Debacles Podcast. New episodes come out every Sunday, so check your podcast app. And now a word from this week's sponsor. I am, I get you what they owe. Has a magical pestilence destroyed your farm and family through no fault of your own? I'm Hamish the Hammer, and I can get you the gold you deserve. A wizard unleashed a spell that blotted my crops and my family starved to death. The hammer got me the gold to rebuild my life. I have a new wife, a milk cow, and even a pig. Thank you, Hamish. Going to the town guard or petitioning the leader of your village takes too long when you need gold now. My professional team of negotiators gets to the root of the problem and persuades them to do the right thing. I don't get paid unless you do. Send a raven with a message about your problem to Luskane, care of Hamish the Hammer, for a free consultation. The Hammer gets you what they owe. Music you heard on this episode was Action by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can find that license at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0.